we begin with one minute of silence, and then explore whatever arises. So please join us for this one minute of doing nothing. It was actually interesting to, you know, this time use a word and use this phrase inner child to kind of meditate on that. So I took that word inner child and I was just contemplating on it and a very, uh, a lot of interesting things actually came out. Yeah, just for anyone who might be hearing this or if you're familiar with the way that we typically do this, we generally don't have any intention or a sort of topic in mind but we chose to just have a basic kind of idea in the atmosphere this time and see what may or may not happen so we've both done a fair amount of work or whatever you might call it in this area of quote-unquote inner child um which there's been a lot of it's become a popular notion um but we've both done a course on it and we have a workshop coming up related to it so we thought we might have that kind of on the table for one of these what is now uh, experiences how was that for you did you uh, like did you keep that word in your mind or was it more uh, like experiential for you or were you just not having that word and just spending that time in uh, you know silence the way we used to i was somewhere in between i think um i moved more into just kind of a nothingness I, towards the end i was noticing how nice it feels at least for me to be in an interpersonal context and even if there is a particular topic or agenda or whatever you might call it to totally let go of uh, having to prepare or think about what I'm going to say yeah. and just kind of trust that something's going to happen and it's going to be okay no matter what mm. happens, mm. which to me feels like it relates in some way to my sense of the inner child, uh, 
like being able to, it's almost like my adult self creating a, a safe environment in which the child can explore freely. It's like, it's okay. You're in this situation and it's okay to be curious and open. You don't have to be any particular kind of way. You don't have to impress anybody. Just know that I love you no matter what. And it, whatever you do, it's not going to change the way that I feel about you. So see what happens in this next thing. Um, this kind of made me think of that. Hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The feeling of being a child, you know, also maybe, uh, as you said, uh, a sense of the child not having anything specific in the mind, you know, the way we, uh, like the way we do sessions, other sessions, like, you know, having a topic and discussing something. But for a child, what I can get from what you said is for a child, it is more, uh, it is coming from a place of non-attachment actually to any concept or any idea for a child which is you know i'll be i'll just be in this moment and i will see what happens and that's usually what children do right they don't have any specific direction as such so mm -hmm. was was that a similar experience for you yes uh, and and the nice feeling being like feeling totally at liberty to be in that space like yeah. mm -hmm. that's totally okay versus uh maybe an anxious feeling that might creep in to say hey you better think of something or you're not gonna you won't have something to say or it won't be interesting or um yeah. all that other more adult or adolescent or self-conscious uh chatter comes into play that blocks what you just described the more open unattached um perspective. It makes me think of the beginner's mind that the, the Shunryu Suzuki quote of in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the experts, there are a few. Um, and the, uh, the ability to be in that space requires maybe some sense of it's going to be okay. If I'm, if I allow myself to be a beginner here. Yeah. 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 What came up for you in the time? It is very interesting that, you know, <clears throat> it was a very different experience. So for me, just sitting with this idea of the inner child, you know, had me a very uh, open and explorative way of connecting with my inner child, because usually, like, for example, when we do guided meditations on inner child, you know, or any guided work <clears throat> in that, usually there is more specific you know, there are specifics to it in the sense that, okay, for example, the guide is saying, go back to your, you know, go back to your childhood and connect with this particular child self of yours and see what comes up. So that is more of an idea of, okay, uh, you know, that this is what I'm supposed to do and this is what I'm going. So it's like a fixed way of doing things. But when I just contemplated on this term, inner child, this was a more open approach. So I could connect with anything that comes up for me you know I could connect with any form of childhood so there was any no any fixed idea or fixed way of doing this it was a very open way and something very interesting happened right now was that I realized that <coughs> my more child childish self in that sense 
was when I was actually in the university and not my early childhood. Hmm. Because my early childhood, I realized that, you know, it was more of strictness. It was more of being disciplined because I was told to be disciplined since my childhood, you know, to, to stay disciplined and do, uh, you know, do specific things. So my the that childish openness was not for me in my early childhood, but that came in my university days when I went out, you know, and, you know, was not in not in my family circle anymore. And I could, you know, I, I explored these new relationships of, of friends who were not judgmental, who did not ask me to be limited or, mm-hmm. you know, disciplined in that sense. And that's when actually my true child self came out where I was just doing what I felt like doing. So I was making jokes and I was, you know, doing all the notorious stuff uh, as as opposed to, you know, when I was in school and more disciplined. And this was a very interesting insight that came up for me that, you know, that that more childish nature was for me in, in, in the university days. It just makes me think of the term child in that sense, like maybe it's not limited to actual age. Yeah. Um, but the way that I'm hearing you talk about it is it's related more to like freedom, uh, the capacity to just be whatever you feel like, or to not have to try to change something you think or feel in order to fit a certain expectation. So maybe in some way being in that sense, at least childish is like allowed to be yourself yeah yeah exactly exactly and it's it's you know it's such a such a deep profound insight because i could never have thought about this that my more that childish self was in you know in was later actually was not in my early years and uh as you said you know it is maybe not about time or is it not it's not about age actually but it is more of a state of being you know, in that sense that if what for me, then I would, I, I will be more childish if I am just doing what I feel like doing and not thinking about any consequences of what would happen if I do this. So for me, that childish self was more in the university because I did a lot of notorious stuff there. <laughs> I never thought about the con- consequences. Mm. So yes, yes. I think it's it's a profound insight that it is not about age, but more about a state of being. Did it feel then as though you were creating something new or or recovering something that you had kind of lost touch with, if that makes sense? Did that feel like yeah. kind of movement into a whole new form of you or still the recovery of something childish but maybe from way back before even kind of consciously remembering because by the point that you maybe develop memories you're already in that particular context kind of being fit into something Mm. that in this definition isn't necessarily childish Mm. Mm. yeah because uh you know in my uh in in my school school days for example i <clears throat> i always want to be wanted to be childish in that sense uh, you know so what you what you're saying is correct because during my university days i connected to something which i could never connect to in my school days 
and uh, in my school days i remember i would see children you know all around me like being notorious and i was kind of jealous because i was a very studious and disciplined child and i would you know i would be jealous of people who would be notorious who would like you know make noises and not listen to teachers and you know bunk classes and uh, do all those things so i always felt like you know how can i become this and how can i do this why am i not able to do this actually so that desire of you know of connecting to childhood which i which i couldn't fulfill in my school days or early early childhood <coughs> that that university space gave me you know that that space to to connect to that so what my peers would do in school i started doing that in my university because i had a deep desire of doing all those notorious things hmm. so i would never get good marks in my university i would always trouble other you know students i would i would always uh, trouble teachers and i would bunk classes and i would do all those things mm-hmm. so yes i was actually can you know kind of reconnecting to that childhood state which which i could never do in my early childhood yeah. so it was a part of you that you were in touch with growing up like you knew it was there but it didn't you didn't sort of have yeah a space or didn't feel like you could be that way yeah yeah exactly it it like kind of stayed limited inside the body it could not come out because of you know fears of what would people say or you know what would my parents say or teachers say but the uh, you know the kind of the persona that i had in my childhood more which usually people have in later years i had that in my childhood more and that persona dissolved when i was in university uh-huh. so there's something about that environment that enabled that part of you to sort of be released or experimented with was that something you anticipated going to university or did you go there and it kind of just happened it was because uh it was because i was out of my so i was living separately then not with my parents and i was out of that judgmental space or you know being controlled in any sense because earlier in my school days my mother would kind of take care of my studies and be very concerned but what happened after in my university days was that she was then not concerned she was like okay now you know he is an adult and he can take okay. care of himself so that was very freeing for me so and uh, when i went into the university i saw that uh, i think it was also about <coughs> the the people that were around me so in in school i was around i you know i w- i made this friend circle which was very studious which was very disciplined because my kind of my parents almost chose those people for me mm. and uh, you know i i was with them always so that was kind of the feeling that you know and we always discussed in this circle that no no you know we shouldn't break rules and we should listen to the teachers and we should get good marks and do all those things mm-hmm. but thankfully in my university days i was with the more notorious group which was like you know let's just not uh you know not worry about studies and not worry about all these things and let's just enjoy college life so that was a, a profound shift for me because you know i thought that yes i this was something new to enjoy 
college life you know uh-huh. I, i never thought that this is something we can do in educational institutions uh-huh. so it it was a very very uh, in that sense relieving for me to just be myself and do whatever i feel like doing hmm. did it feel like moving into almost the opposite extreme it was it was actually more uh, i actually became became aware of my passions and my interests more because earlier i would study for example <coughs> only those things that i am supposed to study you know for getting good good grades but in in university it was like i i was not studying i was just doing what i want to do but i would study only those things that interest me because i was not at all concerned about grades anymore uh-huh. so that was the shift yeah it just makes me think of um are you maybe i've mentioned this before we've talked about it in the book the alchemist have you have you read that yes yes and the the concept of one's personal legend mm-hmm. do you remember that from the book yeah is like the notion of notion of one's personal legend and he had it capitalized p and l and so this is like the the sort of universal path that is part of you at your core your most authentic being and at least per my sort of understanding or memory of it it's almost like it's laid out from the beginning of your life um and the universe quote unquote is constantly sending you what he called omens uh that are leading you along the path to reveal your personal legend in, in your life whatever that might look like and yeah so if you're open uh then you'll constantly be presented with these things that are coming different experiences um that are guiding you into the sort of the next action to take along the the path of your particular authentic personal legend mm-hmm. um and so what it's just as you're talking uh, thinking maybe and maybe this happens for so many of us that in some way growing up there's a barrier built between oneself and their personal legend due to the what you're told you should be what like what your path should be or what the yeah. what the legend of a good successful person in this particular part of the world in this culture in our family um does so you you learn to fit yourself into that and then at the same time you're creating a barrier between you and these omens that the universe is sending you um and i remember in the book it's like if you if you stop listening to them they're going to stop presenting themselves as they're like well this person's not listening to me anymore what's the point of uh showing myself to them mm-hmm. and and then potentially reaching a point where something happens and you develop you sort of resensitize yourself to the omens from the universe mm-hmm. and break down some of this barrier of the rules of life that have been ingrained in you from either your family or society or whatever it might be and to you develop an increased perceptiveness to be able to see the omens that are coming and then that can lead you to increasingly fulfill get back on the direction of that personal legend and then the more you do that maybe the more omens are just sort of constantly presenting you to fulfill that path yeah. but maybe that no one else could tell you what that path um is and that's just what like i was sort of envisioning you in early life kind of like this 
this barrier being created around you into to mold you into a particular way of being and then reaching a point at college or university where for a couple of different reasons it sounds like it sounded like your mom was maybe a part of it too like she allowed you in some way to then be a child or like be reborn like you're, you're adult now you can sort of be a child in a way and yeah. then it's like one layer of the barrier removing and then being in a context around other people that it seems like they're also just kind of walking that path themselves hmm. further the layer dissolves and then and sort of move into that path hmm. Hmm. yeah yeah i think uh as you uh the other word that i would say for these women's can also be like you know as carl jung said synchronicities hmm. basically messages of uh following your own path what i'm curious to know what what is that for you what is uh you know to be more specific about the question um uh, what was your most childish self in that sense what was that age for you you know what was that state of when did you feel very childish and very open uh, and i'm putting mm-hmm. a positive connotation to childish here you know being yourself totally where you felt that okay i'm just you know maybe enjoying life and being myself and this is the best the most i'm i feel connected to myself actually yeah a uh, good question and it, it is interesting too just like i think it's always a useful exercise to inquire into the meanings of words and the automatic connotations of words like childish because it could automatically be perceived as yeah stupid or yeah. immature or or whatever it might be but here we're referring to it and a pretty positive connotation of like openness and authenticity um freedom mm. and i think maybe like in so many other ways that you and i seem to line up as we continually find um i mean the first thing that i think of is probably late 20s uh is like when i went to my phd program I had just recently gotten out of a long-term relationship hmm. and had kind of been on a path of self-awareness, meditation, reading um and and then moving into that environment. It was almost like my version of your of of university hmm. uh whereas now in this new space in a whole new location and with new people and sort of free to be whoever i wanted to be in that moment um and and then i think that sort of unlocked uh more of a life of freedom of authenticity of then just continuing to question what are the other things that are limiting me or what are the other parts of this barrier that don't really have to be here um But yeah, I mean funny that being at that was probably like 27 or something like that. Although I do remember it's funny for me to reflect back on I think I was probably like 10, 9 or 10 maybe something like that. It's hard for me to get a good grasp on the ages of kids in school and um I don't have that great of a sense of it. But there was a certain point when i 
a friend of mine went out for the lead in a play, um, in a school play. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I, I want to do that too. Um, and I, and I did. And then I was, there were, they had several leads of the play. They all, like, there were three or four people that played the same character in different scenes. But then I was one of them. And I was up in front of the, like, the whole school and parents and doing this play, which it seems so crazy in contrast and in the context of the rest of my life and of, like, the story of me that kind of developed as a super introverted, quiet, anxious um, person who, if there was ever any, uh, certainly giving a presentation, but even in like uh, with a couple people around, definitely with a few more people around, be very anxiety provoking for any focus to be on me um, mm. when I was talking. And so, I, I mean, I have a couple of different hypotheses about what like evolved or happened between that time. Um, but it, it's, it's really interesting for me to look back and reflect on that experience. So I wonder if, you know, at that point, I felt very much so not introverted or inhibited, although I think I was, at least as I remember and have been told, I've always been, I, I was never super extroverted or loud necessarily, but at, at that point, maybe I, I felt pretty uninhibited where doing something like being in a school play was not scary. But to imagine myself in later years, like in high school and certainly in undergrad for me, where I was like terrified of presenting or talking in a social context, that would have just been like hell to imagine doing that. It's just like, it's just kind of crazy. So, I mean, maybe there was some period there of a lot of freedom yeah. uh, and then the development of my self-conscious version of me that maybe inhibited my childish self to a significant degree though I think that was released in maybe this is an interesting part of the inner child self too like particular context within your life even if the, the majority of you is inhibited to have certain areas of your life where that is somehow released or expressed because I played basketball like all growing up in my life and I would feel very happy to have people watching and um like you know performing in a sense and I just I loved doing that so much but as I'm thinking about it you know I didn't have to say anything I didn't have to like yeah. put together anything intellectually it was just like a, a physical performance of something that I felt very confident in um so something very different but like in that context I felt I felt fine and I felt great actually being seen um so those are just a couple of things that I think of. Yeah, that's that's so interesting, you know. Uh, and again, I think this is a very, uh, you know, uh, I don't know about you because you have been in this work maybe for a long time, uh, you know, inner child because that's your field. But for me, this is a very new perspective of uh, looking at the inner child, where you know your inner child is is actually for me then not lim not limited to a certain age you know, where it, where it comes out or where it is affected, but it is actually, you know, it, for me, then it is my most, uh, uh, childish self in that sense, which is, you know, which is very free and very not concerned about what other people are thinking, which has let go of all this persona and the masks that we wear. So, you know, that is something which, which is very wonderful for me because, 
you know i think that i can approach this work now in a different manner where i'm connecting to those instances or those parts of my life where i felt that my childish self actually came out and you know that can be really empowering that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah and you mentioned like maybe i've been in this area for some time just through the lens of the psychology field yeah. but i think we also maybe match up on how limiting it can be when when something like this becomes kind of a fixed concept like yeah. this is what the inner child is and this is how you do inner child work you do this step and then you unlock this version of you and so on and so forth i say that and i have i notice i have kind of a sarcastic tone and i don't mean to minimize any work that anybody does which you can do it however is helpful for you but i know for me it's just a concept like it's a word and uh but i think the idea is really interesting and when it becomes something like rigid uh maybe then you're kind of turning something childish in the way we're talking about it into something more like adult or uh you're making the inner child into something that should be a certain way and so potentially missing the point of how this thing uh could be liberating or or freeing um i kind of like the idea of doing quote unquote inner because even like inner child work uh it i haven't thought of it like this before but there you're like i'm just imagine a child with their suitcase um uh is that what it's called uh like when you're going to work like a child wearing um uh, a business suit and they're you know going into the office to do their inner child work like it's just like a very serious thing um but i guess yeah the way i view it that could be kind of missing the point uh i, I love the idea of doing quote unquote inner child work but without any rules like yeah. like it could be like the like the visualization practice that i do where it's like go in go in what does any of this stuff mean like you know i'm here i'm not going anywhere but i'm i'm just like feeling into the experience of remembering or imagining some other quote unquote other part of me but it's still happening in the present moment and in a way that other part of me is still just me as me as my conscious thinking mind is so i can imagine the me from when i was 10 that went out for the play and i don't know exactly what they look like but I can get kind of a sense of them standing on the stage and then I might be able to have a conversation with them like how how are you so confident to be able to do this it's crazy and I can just imagine their response like what do you mean it's like there's no big deal Mm -hmm. and then we could go back and forth and there's something I just feel like a lightness to that uh interaction in which maybe that could impact my daily life in a way of like just remembering something that's so obvious to a part of me like it's who cares no big deal um and then to allow it to happen in that kind of creative imaginative way uh that's the way i make sense of like the inner child and find any sort of ongoing use to it is just to not be attached to it being anything um but just maybe a way of getting in touch with parts quote unquote of ourselves to feel more whole and more able to like release my childish self in the sense that we've been talking about it yeah exactly and you know as you were saying it i can i can listen to this voice of my childish self which i feel connected to now <clears throat> i think i would uh, 
if if we are supposed to give labels then i would give this label childish self which is mm-hmm. like you know and as you said that as you were saying this this voice was telling me you know uh, just chill man you know just <laughs> just enjoy life like why are you so serious and why are you you know uh, attaching yourself to concepts and to ideas just just like relax and uh, you know enjoy life this life is about enjoyment and just be yourself be notorious you know be 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 just be a rebel you know just do whatever you feel like doing and uh like let go of anything which is which is of the past which is of the known you know all these concepts and all these ideas it's just holding on to them step into the unknown rather than staying attached to the known step into the unknown and feel the fire of it feel the passion of it feel the thrill of it feel the uncertainty of it and that's where you know kind of magic will happen allow mm-hmm. yourself to like kind of jump into the void into the unknown and and just see what happens and just just chill so <laughs> this is this is a message that i'm getting yeah i wonder if that's something powerful about imagining your child self in this way because it's that's something so simple but if maybe if you hear that from someone else it's like hey just chill or just relax like it's not a big deal you might have like a no like i'm not going to really listen to that i might get it intellectually um but i might be like well, you don't really know what i'm dealing with or i might just have more of a defensive that might feel like an accusation or uh something like that as opposed to hearing it from my own yeah self uh in in that way yeah. i might be able to take that i i uh this just reminds me i think i heard the the term wisdom described in, in this way one time and i thought that was it was just kind of a cool way of phrasing it that wisdom is uh the ability to take your own advice um and because i think we can know so many things intellectually that like would make my life much better i know all these things but i don't actually do them or embody them on a regular basis yeah. and so maybe like the value of this like the inner child kind of practice or getting in touch with these parts of yourself mm-hmm. can help you actually take the advice of that part of yourself like something so simple as hey relax they're just chill it's okay in a way that you can actually hear it and then it's like i just feel like my shoulders drop They're like oh yeah like it's like i'm remembering something that's that i know it's not a big deal uh but it's hard for me to actually act on that um have you ever heard the term uh cyclotherapy no it's a term within this within the therapy world in which and i'm sure you're familiar with this process happening um of working with someone over the course of time and from the beginning it might seem like kind of the answer is is very obvious um and maybe if this person just acted on this thing that it would solve the thing that they're struggling with but for whatever reason it's really it's hard to actually put that into action in their life maybe for a variety of reasons um but so quote-unquote psychotherapy would be like the repetition of that whenever it feels relevant of that same basic thing like you know i notice this is coming up again and, and it's kind of that same 
thing, but it feels really hard to actually put it into action. And then it's like again and again and again and again until that one moment for like whatever variety of reasons in which the person is open enough. Yeah. And like the certain context of their life might, I mean, maybe they've reached kind of the peak of suffering or something, or they just something might have happened where in that one moment they hear it like for the first time and it's it's yeah. able to reach down through all the the layers of um of protection and control to actually hit on the felt level and they get this really simple message that has been there the whole time but they're like oh oh yeah um no something yeah i get it now uh and on in a way where there's actually i imagine a physical internal shift or like you feel something differently like i'm thinking of maybe the words like you know it's not your fault that this happened um and they might intellectually know yeah i know that uh but on some level maybe like a, a child version of themselves really feels that way and is still like holding on to something being my fault um because maybe if it's not my fault then it means i have to accept it being either someone else's fault or no one's fault that this like bad thing maybe happened or or it's been a big part of me so yeah. to for it to change maybe means like almost like a grief process of lo losing something that's been around even if it's been a barrier it's like it's been there it's really familiar um yeah. but it might just take getting through in a certain moment of openness something that may be so simple yeah 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 absolutely and you know uh when you said about this child saying it's not my fault it's also like uh you know kind of this desire to blame it on someone you know that there has to be someone at fault uh so why not put myself at you know at fault because i'm very compassionate towards other as this child others i don't want to blame anyone else my parents my you know my my siblings or friends so i will start blaming myself and you know that's when i say but yes you know the, uh, it's 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 a good learning and uh, you know this happens that we kind of keep listening to the same things but then comes one point where it's like a light bulb opening inside you know switching on inside us right yeah so and i was also thinking about uh, you know when you mentioned uh, and when we were talking about this uh, childish self of saying you know that just chill and you know just relax i was also thinking about how this uh, adult self kind of worries about a lot of things you know let's take the basic example of finances like i would worry about finances as an adult you know because that is what i'm supposed to do as an adult that is what the society has been telling me you know you should worry about all these things you should worry about you know the family stuff the finances and all these things but now when i connect to this you know uh, double quote childish self of mine is it, you know i can see that that childish self of mine in in those university days was someone who was never never worried about finances you know who would who would i i was broke at that time a lot of times i you know i remember those instances when i would you know kind of literally uh pull my pocket out of my pants and see that i don't even have a single coin in my pocket <laughs> you know and it was a moment and it was a moment of laughter the way the way we are laughing right now about it i would laugh at that time and i was i would like joke to my friend see i'm broke now you know mm -hmm. and it was as if it was something wonderful as if it was something 
exciting to be in that state but now when i would you know when i would sit at my house with you know i being grown as an adult uh again grown would be in double quotes actually <laughs> grown <laughs> as an adult now in sitting my in my house and you know all these things that i have to do worry about my work and finances and family and all these things now i'm i'm so stressed about it you know whenever i would get into a similar situation i would start feeling this stress and this worry so my childish self is now telling me that just chill man this is this is a wonderful place to be in this this is a place of the unknown something mm-hmm. wonderful might come out of this and you know it's so exciting to get bro be broke and start building up again and you know then we start valuing small things in life you know so just in this example of finances even if i for example get 100 bucks tomorrow that will be so value much more valuable to me than when i'm getting 100 bucks when i already have a lot with sure. right so mm-hmm. so it's it's really profound and i i feel that you know this is something that i would really like to do as a practice of connecting to this you know childish self of mine which is absolutely free of any worries and which is just chilling <laughs> right it was making me think of uh i wonder if there's there may be such a tendency or urge especially as we get older or move into quote unquote adulthood to move more into a stance of control or grasping um over finances or mm. all the different things that we then become responsible for mm. and it was making me uh as you were speaking i had the image of a tree and a branch out from a tree an apple tree and the one little twig sprouts out a, a baby apple and at that point it's like it's fun you know it, mm. it's its apple self but it's also it's not attached to being its apple self it's mm. connected to the branch and it's like well oh, this is just cool um mm. then it gets bigger and bigger and maybe the apple starts to become aware of its fleeting nature and that it's not going to be an apple forever and it's noticing maybe it's like there's like some spots that aren't as perfect as they were before mm-hmm. maybe some awareness that it's going to fall mm-hmm. to the ground maybe someone will eat it or maybe it will just rot and mm-hmm. uh move back into the earth or whatever it is yeah. but it's making me think of maybe some inevitable tendency for the apple to like really resist embracing its yeah. apple self on an everyday momentary basis just as the the original kind of baby apple could because yeah. now i'm getting some sense of like oh i got to get control over this thing because i'm losing i'm losing yeah. my uh i'm losing who i am or or what i am because i'm attached to being this apple yeah yeah and i, I and i can think of you know that little apple also getting influenced by bigger apples because mm. the apples telling this little apple yeah, yeah. you should worry about your state and earlier it was it wasn't worrying but now after listening to these bigger apples <laughs> i started worrying <laughs> yeah you see all of them worrying um i guess maybe then it just it just makes me think of like great teachers or guides uh these these particular apples you're like oh there's something different there and like they don't seem to be struggling at all yeah and 
they maybe they remind you of your original apple nature and it's like hey relax it's okay you're going to fall off the branch and yeah, there's no problem with that yeah that was part of the whole thing from the very beginning and you were even part of this tree all the way back before it even came out of the ground and uh, then you can like re-spark some of that curiosity just about existence like oh it, oh okay i can like relax again um and then maybe inevitably the the tightness comes back up because you have all these influences of the other apples that are like what do you mean this is very serious and then i guess hopefully you have it makes me think of like a sangha uh like a community of other apples that are also kind of in on this secret and it's like hey it's okay even in the midst of society do the best that you can realize it's not really a big deal and and that's it um i kind of like that this yeah. visual that we've created yeah it's so beautiful and i can also think of how <coughs> you know these bigger apples uh you know the adults around us it's it's such a you know it's such i would i would say that for a child to go to school is actually a good thing because you know this small apple is actually coming in touch with other small apples that are not concerned but in an adult environment you know with parents and with <coughs> excuse me with teachers with all these adults uh, the worry kind of you know is put into the child where the adults are expecting this child to behave like an adult but this child is not an adult actually right because they are what their expectation is okay if this child is there then this child should behave like us so we will discipline this child we will tell this child what to do but maybe if we can have more acceptance for that child to be the child and maybe you know uh, i was i i remember I, i remember and you know for those listeners who don't know uh, uh, if if you allow me to mention this that you know something that is coming up for you mm-hmm. sure are, are you comfortable to share yeah yeah sure Uh-huh. so you mentioned previously that you know uh, uh, your wife is expecting and you know uh, this uh, a beautiful little child would come into the world and maybe that will be an opportunity for you to uh, become that child rather than and that was very profound actually where you said something very different where rather than making this child become an adult like you you would learn from this child and maybe that will be an opportunity for you to become a child hmm. so you know this <coughs> when we do that as parents when we rather than making that child an adult we can learn from you know that child and become a child i think that will kind of let go of all those worries uh, and you know i think our our inner child are affected only when our parents or when our teachers or all those people around us they kind of pushed us so hard to become adults so soon you know rather than staying a child mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. yeah i'm glad you mentioned that too uh because yeah I, i can imagine just be such a great possible teacher of so much stuff that it's it's just hard to remember the the simplicity of life through all the layers and layers of complication that you know begin in language and then add all of my experiences and mm-hmm. it, it's hard to not feel so much of the momentum of my thinking mind that is grasping for control uh but maybe to have a little person as a teacher in that sense i can teach them about the world and about 
the tree and the other apples and what this kind of process has been like for me, but also view this the little apple as a reminder of something so pure that I can maybe remember and feel in myself and what a beautiful thing and we're just sort of like part of this ongoing miraculous process mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely it's profound and i'm so glad that we did this today you know uh, in in this way that uh, a very open approach to and this is something maybe we can explore in the future as well right so today it was with inner child and yeah you know, maybe some other phrase and uh, some sessions of, uh, of you know what is now like that where maybe in one session we are not having any phrase in mind just open experience and maybe in another one we come up with phrase because this was very profound for me in the sense that now i see this inner child in a very different lens and you know it's it's a great insight that came up today especially with this childish self of mine which i can <clears throat> so rather than having that fixed idea of wanting to go back in the childhood i i can go back to any of those moments in my life where i felt like a child where i felt those that childishness coming out and this this is very profound for me yeah yeah i uh I like the idea of this too, this this sort of uh, iteration of what is now in terms of having a possible thing that's on the table because inevitably we will discover something new about it um, when we move into it in this what is now kind of stance of things because there, there still is no plan. There's this thing. It's like, well, here's, let's see what happens when this ingredient is put into the mix. And then we'll inevitably find something new. I love this, this tree, the, this apple tree imagery. I feel like that's going to really stay with me and probably be useful with people that I work with or just to think about um, myself. Now I want to put it in the book that I'm writing. The, this, uh, I love visuals like that can be so yeah. just fun and also like I think very helpful for understanding. Yeah like deep profound right. concepts that i think you miss the point when you try to understand them in an intellectual direct way but to feel because nature is providing these yeah. truths if you just yeah, look at something it's yeah. it the whole thing is there like a, an apple tree will show you the truth of the universe if you just look at it and are open to it it's going to fit into a metaphor perfectly uh for enlightenment or uh, whatever these things are that we try to understand and pursue, uh, like it's there if we're just open. So yeah, thanks for, um, I can't really do that on my own. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of has to un unfold in a interpersonal way where you bounce it off. And then it's sort of like the tree literally grows through, um, that kind of bouncing thing. So thanks for that too. The 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 uh, the phrase that's coming to my mind for this is uh, mindful brainstorming. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
Mm -hmm. There's a quote from, and maybe we can we can finish uh, here. And um, a quote goes something like this. I think it, I believe it's from a Stoic philosopher, and maybe it's Epictetus. That uh, the quote goes something like, "You can't learn what you think you already know." Um, and so maybe if like the goal is to discover or find something, if you think you already know what you're looking for, then you're blocking yourself from the discovery, but that it entails allowing, you have to enable this unknown, which is maybe the hardest thing to actually do. Yeah, bang on, absolutely. And, uh, you know, something similar, I think Albert Einstein also said when he said that, you know, the, uh, the a problem cannot be solved from the same consciousness that created it. Huh. So for that, we have to step into some other state of, you know, consciousness, maybe, you know, what the unknown is. And from there, a problem can be solved. It cannot hmm. be solved from the same level of thinking, actually. I really like that. Could you say that again? It's something, I, I'm not sure if it is the exact quote, but it is something yeah. like a problem cannot be solved from the same level of consciousness from which it was created. Yeah. Awesome. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, and if you're listening to this, if you if you're listening to it on a platform where you can leave a comment on the particular session, um, if you wanted to, you could if you think of something that you would like to hear in terms of one of these like a topic for a session, you can feel free to share that. Um, but there's definitely plenty that we could think of on our own. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, one last thing for the listeners. Maybe, you know, just a contemplation, if you can find time today or whenever, uh, you know, to contemplate on this, uh, what, what was your, what is your childish self? And, you know, what was that time for you in your life where you felt most childish in that sense, the way we discussed it today? So I can, that can also be a potential inner child practice. Sounds good. Well, it's always very nourishing uh to spend time with you and i look forward to next time same here same here take care thank you for joining us in the what is now experience we hope that you liked the episode if there were any insights or ideas arising for you as you were listening to our conversation then you can share those ideas through your comments we would love to know. Stay tuned for the next episode. Namaste.